The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Now look at Acts 1 and verse 8. Acts 1 and 8. It says, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be what? Witnesses unto me. Mat, 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 uh, maturio. It says, We shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So you see, every single time Jesus Christ spoke about witnesses, um, about the gospel, there was a global view. Everybody say global view. Everybody say global view. All right? The reason why there was a global view was because when Jesus died on that cross, he did not die for one person. He died for the whole world. Are you following? He died for what? The whole world. John 3.16. For God so loved the world. So there are no folks. He says, "Oh, I don't. Die. I didn't die for you. I died for this one." No, he died for the whole world. The whole world. Hallelujah. So that means our mandate is to who? The whole world. So that means when you are thinking about evangelism, you must think the world. You start from your streets. You start from your, your, your local government. You start from your neighborhood. What you must be thinking the world. Hallelujah. The God that couldn't use Peter in Jerusalem was not going to use him in Samaria. For you to preach the gospel in Samaria, you must have started preaching in Jerusalem first. Are you following? So, though you are going taking the message to the world, you must start taking the message to your neighborhood. Praise God. I said, praise God. Now, let me tell you something, all right, and I, for you to understand what's going on right now in Nigeria. Nigeria is currently in a very, very, um, very, very peculiar situation. Amen. It's a peculiar situation, and the reason why it's peculiar is because there's a battle for the soul of the country. Okay? There's a battle for the soul of the country. Now, this is what the devil does. Whenever the gospel seems to be gaining ground in the northern part of the world, in the northern part of this country, all right, and you need to understand the history of your country. You must understand the history of this country. Then you must now understand the impetus and the fire that must go into evangelism, especially in the north. Are you hear what I'm saying? You must understand. Now, Nigeria as a country, you know one of the things that's very important when you're talking about evangelism of a place is first you must know the history of that world, of that place. You must know the tribes that are in that place. You must know them so that you can take the gospel to them. You must understand their peculiarities. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. All right, so Nigeria as a country actually was, um, uh, became a country in 1914. Before 1914, Nigeria was not a country, it was divided into the Southern Protectorate and the Northern Protectorate. And even at that, the Northern Protectorate, Southern Protectorate was the you know, administrative division of the British government. So prior to that division, there was no such thing. 
But in 1805, a particular man called Usman Danfodio, all right, who was a Muslim and he was an imam, led a, um, an Islamic revival, if you will. All right, he felt that he had received a mandate from Allah, God, for him to bring the entire northern region, all right, even parts that were not just in Nigeria, but extended to the neighboring, you know, the neighboring um, um, kingdoms under Islamic rule, Islamic caliphate. And how did he do it? He did it by the sword. By the sword. Okay? Now, they took over the territory and they controlled it. Then the British came, Nigeria came to be. Then you now have that for many years, you did not have any serious evangelical efforts in the north. And even in the south, what you had was Anglicanism, the Methodist Church, basically all denominations that were with the British, within the British Empire. And the British did not bring religion to Africa because they believed in us being saved. No, they actually brought religion to Africa to kind of bring us into under control. Are you following? Because if you told them, if you told a man that God says you should be content with such things as you have, praise God, and he says, I'm your master, you are my slave, be content with what's going on, that means you are not likely to what? To rebel against me. I don't if I understand what I'm saying. So the British, the white man did not bring religion here because they were like, yes, the religion saves. No, don't ever think that. Praise God. They didn't bring it because of that. Hallelujah. But thank God we found the vitality in it. Now, not all white men, they were men in, you know, even in British Empire that were really saved. Men like George Whitefield, all those men of God, you know, Billy Graham, uh, there are many people like Evans, um, Evangelist Evans, you know. There are people like that that led the Welsh Revival. There are people like that that really knew God, but not, not the British Empire. Those guys just wanted to put us on them. Now, we now have had the apostolic ministry. I'm giving you a very important history lesson. Are you paying attention? We now had, you know, the apostolic ministry of Benson Hidauza. Then before him, we had the apostolic ministry of what? Ayo Babalola. Ayo Babalola did a lot of evangelism, but it didn't extend to the north. But Archbishop Benson Hidauza came and did a lot of crusades in the north. He brought Reinhard Bonke and they did a crusade in Zaria. First night. A lot of salvations, then a lot of crazy healings. A lot of Muslims, beggars that were blind. And they were hurt, you know, blind, you know, lame and crippled. And all. You know those people, if you go to, you know, you understand what I'm saying? All right? They went for the crusade and many of them were healed. Blind eyes opened, deaf ears unstopped. The crippled were throwing their thing down and they were getting saved. And they were receiving Jesus and all. By the second time, the second day, they did not allow the evangelist Renard Bunke, to have access to the crusade ground. Because he understood the implication. Because if the gospel is allowed to run riot in the north, because if you hear the gospel, there is no way you will not want to accept it. If you see the power in the gospel, there is no way you don't want to what? Accept it. So their response is violence. Praise the Lord. Their response is violence. So look at where there's a lot of activity and all. There are places where they do not want Christianity to take a root in. They started with the churches and the, you know, the, you know, all sorts of stuff. 
Yes, it has become something else. But you find out that what the enemy is trying to do is to ensure that there is no peace for the gospel to be preached. Because when there's a lot of violence and all, there will be hindrance to the what? To the spread of the gospel. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. So you see, the preaching of the gospel must be front and center. Any Christian who does not have the gospel gaining ground as number one is not a serious Christian. Paul said in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So that means salvation is inside the message. That's what saves the message. Glory to God. That, the, what saves is what? It's the message. It's the message. So what the devil does is that he's sending and raising resistance in the flesh so that the bearers of the message are not able to what? Give the message. This is not the first time they look at Acts of Apostles. Let me show you this week. Okay? It's the devil's method. One of the things the devil does is that it will try to cause that the message is not preached by killing the messengers. Praise God. Praise God. Look at Acts 12. Persecution. So one of the things that is going to happen when the gospel preaching is filled, listen, because when the gospel is being preached with power, signs and wonders, with fervency, the devil cannot respond, you know, he can't respond to it. So what he does is to incite men in the physical to react with violence to kill the bearers of the message. So look at what happened. No, no, I said Acts 12, verse 1. Now look at it. It says, now about that time, Herod, the king, stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Notice. The devil wanted to go against the church. Who did he use? Who did he use? He used the king, political power. <laughs> and you know what about the devil? The devil is consistent. The devil is what? Is what? He does not change his method. He will do the same thing. I'll give you an example. All right. When the children of Israel were being oppressed in Egypt, who did the devil use? Pharaoh. Who was Pharaoh? He was king. Correct? Is that correct? Now, in the book of Esther, when the devil wanted to eliminate the entire Jewish race, who did he use? The king. He went, he tried to use Ahasuerus, who was a king, but he went through what? He went through what? Haman. Because the devil knows that violence is more deadly, um, more um, efficiently executed via the platform of political world power. This is why I'm going to show you that when you want to pray that the gospel gains ground, one of the most important prayer points you must pray is that you must pray for those who are in authority. You must pray for those where? 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 In authority. Why? Because those in authority can be efficient tools by the devil to hinder the spread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They can try, but they cannot win. 
I said they can try, but they cannot win. Amen. So in that is spread. So you see it all, all true. Right now you're seeing what's going on right now in the northern part of Nigeria, in the middle belt and, and all those places. What are they doing? What are they doing? They have, you know, the help of people in military, you know, politics and, you know, because there's no way those things can succeed without help. What's the end game? To hinder the spread of the word, the spread of the gospel. Hallelujah. Look at First Timothy. Look at Paul. In praying, all right, for the gospel spread. He said, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Verse 2. Next verse. It says, for kings and for all that are we are, and for all that are we are in authority, that we may lead a world. Come on, talk to me. That we may lead a world, a quiet and peaceable life, in all goodness and what? Honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who we have what? All men. So that's where it's heading to. All men saved. Hallelujah. All men saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Glory to God. Listen to me. There are different kinds of lands in the world today. Different kinds of lands. Different kinds of lands. There are lands that have been dominated by religion. Islam, all right, is all over the place. You know, there's that, that, that you know, Islamic belief. Now, it's not, you know, there's nothing wrong. So I say, okay, I'm a Muslim, it's fine. But at least allow me to preach to him. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Allow me to preach to him. So we need to live in a society where a Muslim can preach to me. And I can what? Preach to him. Yes. The Muslim should be able to come to me and say, I want to preach. And I say, okay, no problem. Go ahead. Let's and preach. Listen. All right? And I should be able to what? To preach to him. And let him decide what he believes. But when, if you find me preaching to a Muslim... You say you are going to release a fatwa against me and cut off my head. We have a problem. It means that somewhere, somewhere, you are afraid about what? Because I'm not releasing a fatwa against you when you want to preach to me. I don't want to cut your head off. Do you understand? It means somewhere you don't have as much faith in your message as I have in mine. Amen? Glory to God. So that's why, as believers, one of the things we must do, instead of what is praying for my father, my father, anything of my father's household, if father and die, my mother, my mother. Look, look, listen, there are some, I don't know, I see. <laughs> I don't know, you see, I, I look at a lot of the prayer, online prayer stuff that's going out. It's fine, it's good. Thank God, for, thank God for them, at least people are praying. But this is what I found out. Most of those prayer stuff, the focus is not kingdom, and it's fine. It's okay because the, 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 the audience that those prayer stuff are targeting are baby Christians. Those are baby Christian stuff. It's for baby Christians. You understand? No, and most of the ministers are doing, they tell me oh, it's for baby Christians. It, it, obviously, you understand, because you can't grow up spiritually with those prayers. I must make progress. The job must come by fire. It's, it's always you, you, centered you on you. 
Every day people are dying and you are doing prayer and it's on you. You. It's on my car, my house. I try God visa. That is what you are, that is what you are celebrating. We must listen. It says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of time. You notice, if we say we are going to we just pray, we are going to bring down all the altars in our family. You, you, you see people showing up. Yes, let us bring it down. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, everybody will be doing, you know, um, gymnastics. Yes, we are bringing it down. Now, let them begin to say, we are going to pray for the unity of Nigeria. So I said, no, we want the Nigeria to break up. No, yes, you, you understand. You find out that prayer for things that people don't perceive to involve them doesn't stir them as much as selfish things. That is proof that they are children. That is proof that they cannot be kingdom. You understand? They cannot be used by God for kingdom assignments. Because many times when God is quickening you to pray, he's usually quickening you to pray about matters that are not directly related to you. When he quickens you to pray, he quickens you to pray as a partner. Because he he wants you to give the authorization on the earth so that angels can be released to enter into the atrium. As a partner, God can be staying you to pray about something in Scotland and you may never go to Scotland. Hallelujah. At times, God can get a minister praying about a revival that he will not be involved in. Praying about a revival that his face will not be on the billboard. And the person that did not pray is the one that will be on the billboard. That's God. He will say, yes, your own calling is to pray. His own calling is his face to be on the billboard. I will reward all of you. But a person who is not kingdom-minded will say, no, except my face is on the billboard, I'm not going to pray. Can you see the problem? Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, Isaiah said, therefore, first of all, supplications, prayer, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men saved, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Praise God. I said, praise God. He said, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. To be testified in due time. Hallelujah. Wherefore unto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and I not. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. So you must understand. Hey, the trust of the gospel demands that we take the message all around the world. Not so that we can post pictures. I mean, jet flying all around the world. No. See, all those things are vain. We're not preaching the gospel to be rich. We're not using the gospel as a means to amass wealth. I'm not doing what I'm doing because of what the gospel can give me. I was silly. Praise God. I'm going, what the gospel can give me? Ask, for, ask, for, ask my, my PA. I'm always very, very, when it comes to that, okay, uh, even ordinary food, that uh, PF want to buy food for you, and she's saying, um, should we take it out of the church post? I'm always very, like, you understand? Because my own thinking is, I'm not in this thing to collect anything from anybody. 
Do I shudder when I hear some people talk about gospel and stuff like, ah! We're in this for him. The focus is him. The mandate is him. Not us. Praise God. All right? So whatever role we have to play, we play it. To ensure the gospel goes around the world. Praise God. Now, one of the things you're going to deal with is what Paul calls, you know, let's look at it, Ephesians chapter 4, when you're preaching the gospel. Hmm. Ephesians 4. This is why, as a believer, you cannot afford to be an ignorant person. Paul said concerning spirituals, I would not have you be an idiot. Glory to God. I will not have you be an idiot. Or that word in Greek is an ignoramus. Glory to God. So that means as believers, we cannot afford to be idiots or, ignora- or, or ignoramuses as regards salient truths concerning the gospel. Do you know why? It's because if we are idiots about it, we will not be able to contend for the truth of it. Remember what I told you on Sunday? I said, the highest level of satanic operation is what? Is what? Panugia. Right? Subtility. Right? Craftiness. To make the gospel that is simple, complicated. Every religion in the world is a perversion of the gospel. The works gospel is a perversion of the gospel. Every single religion, talk about Islam, Shintoism, Buddhism, every single one is a perversion of the gospel. All right? It promises life. It promises peace with God. But it makes it complicated how to get it. Praise God. Islam tells you there are five pillars of Islam. It tells you there is zakat, there is a, a, you know, pilgrimage, then there is what? You know, this, then there's that. Then after you're satisfied, this is still not sure that Allah will determine in his infinite mercy who he will pick out of hell after they have gone there. That is why in Islam, after someone is dead, they kiss pray for the person that God, may God accept the person's soul into what? Ajana. Because it's not sure. Perversion. It's, it's a simplicity of the God. It's a perversion. Hallelujah. So when you are dealing, see, when you see those things, when you see religion, you are dealing with sophistry. The sophisticated manipulation of Satan. That's what you are dealing with. That's why you find out where you find the greatest manifestation of wickedness is religion. Have you noticed it? You'll be wondering, why is that? As you, whenever you see a religious man, the capacity for wickedness is not from this world. We, hey, why? Because the sponsor is Satan. Amen. A man on the basis of religion will cut off someone's head and will not feel, he will not feel remorse. He will cut it off and walk away and he will praise God. <laughs> Who do you think deceived him? Don't you understand the level of craftiness 
that must be involved for a man to cut off the head of somebody else. And for that man to walk away praising God. That is high level satanic operation. That is higher than witchcraft. Praise God. It's higher than witchcraft. Why? You see, with witchcraft, there's all this, you know, is spirit to spirit, you know, directly affecting people's bodies. But in this one, there is an ideology, a philosophy, a belief system that has been sponsored. You are not fighting a human being. You are fighting an idea. I, do you understand what I'm saying? That's the devil. That is, you are dealing with the devil. So when you are talking about preaching to Muslims and preaching to folks that do not, that reject the sacrifice of Jesus and reject the notion of Jesus, you are dealing, you are not, Paul says, he says, for what? Our weapons, the weapons of our warfare are not what? Canal. He says, for we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. He knew it. He said, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. Your opposition is not a human being. That person you are preaching to, that one said, no, no, it's not him. Praise God. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and verse 4. Ha. Not him. Second Corinthians 4, verse 3. You don't get there, I'll quote it. But if our gospel be hid, he said it is hid to them that are what? Lost. Who the God of this world had what? Blinded their what? Minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should what? Shine unto them. So that means the light that shined in Genesis 1 is shining, but this one are in darkness because they are blind. And who made them blind? Who kept them in blindness? The devil, the God of this world. Now, how does he do it? 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3. Because we live in a world where everybody, you know, people are more concerned with confessing their Lexus. Confessing their private jets, confessing their big jeep. Then you are driving on your big jeep. Some kidnappers are on Orel Road and they're kidnapping you. How do you enjoy the jeep now? How? Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. I said, Glory to God. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. <laughs> for religion. is though we walk in the flesh, we war after the flesh. <laughs> That's religion. Listen to me. This is how you will know a religion that is not of the spirit. When you feel the need to fight for your God with your own ability. To the point of injuring your neighbor. That cannot be of the spirit because you see, you don't win for the Holy Ghost that way. Because you cannot transform a man with the threat of sword. You cannot transform a man with the fear of hell. You can only transform a man with the gospel message. Did you hear what I said? The Bible did not say faith comes by fear. 
It says faith comes by hearing. Praise God. You cannot scare people into the kingdom of heaven. For them to enter into heaven, when I mean heaven, I'm not talking of heaven, I'm talking of the kingdom of God, they have to have faith. And that faith must come via the gospel. Have you noticed some folks, they grew up in homes where their parents scared them. Ah, if you sleep with man, you get HIV. If you sleep with this, you go to a fire. Have you noticed that those folks, the moment they come out of the control of their parents, they become like wild. You don't be saying, ah, ah, you've changed. Though. This is not that you were in school. It's a lie. They didn't change. That was how they were in the cupboard. The moment the cupboard was taken outside of the house and they opened the cupboard, yeah, come out. You know, say, hey, I can be myself, Abby. I can be real. So that when you hear people say, let's be real, and they are, they are talking fornication, you don't understand. You say, no, what? no, they were like that. It's the same thing when folks are in school and they belong to a fellowship, but they are ESCO members. You know, in a lot of places, you know, places where they act a lot and pretend it's ESCO and all those fellowship stuff. Oh my God, acting in a comment. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Bro. <laughs> That's why they see a lot of visions. Have you noticed the fellowship see a lot of visions? Oh boy, dear Lord Jesus. Especially where the other opposite sex is concerned. The vision is no be here. Anybody ever just seen stuff, man? This I just want to talk to you. I mean, you know. And what does this dude? He was in a fellowship. On campus. Oh. This guy goes, what a heal and Jesus through sonorous voice. I found in you, ah, what a healing, Jesus. I mean, you know, everybody will be healing the guy. Oh, you know, you know. Oh, you know, you know, you understand. He had a reputation. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. This guy just went to NYC. Next thing we know, we're just seeing pictures of him drinking burukutu. Just, you know, I mean, like, dear Lord God. I'm like, when, when did it happen? What happened? Yes, I was like, one was confused. When exactly did he backslide? I'm like, no, it's too. Come on, man. You just finished school. NYC in Jukibuku. I'm like, what's going on? Then thinking broke too. Then they take a bottle, you know, with wine on. We you know. Don't say me, Pastor. Is anything wrong with drinking alcohol? Well, no. Is there anything right about drinking alcohol? No. Do you drink alcohol? No. Will you ever drink alcohol? Hell no. No, no. I don't want any to drink anything that's going to alter my consciousness. The only thing that should alter my consciousness is the Holy Ghost. Imagine you come to my house and I'm stalking around. But I feel so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Praise God. I said, praise God. Anything that's going to cause your brother to stumble, stay away from it. Anything that's going to cause you to stumble, you stay away from it. Amen? I said amen. I said amen. All right. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Strongholds. Now, where are these strongholds? These strongholds are not in the spirits. I mean, you know, all these prayers on strongholds, pulling down strongholds. Oh, we're going, there's a stronghold. No, no, no. I understand what they are talking about. They're talking about demonic operations. Yes, there are demonic operations, and there are places, and there are families where demonic operations are endemic. Yes. But this stronghold here is not talking about anything in the spirit realm. Look at the next, thing, next verse. Casting down what? 
That's thinking. And every item that exalted itself against what? So he's talking about philosophies. Oh my God. You can cast out devils, but you can't cast out philosophy. Philosophies have to be cast down. So that means you will engage the philosophy with words. You will engage the philosophy with prayer. So that when you pray, you have made enough power available so that when you are talking, the sword of the spirit is what's coming out. It's a casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and what? Bringing into what? Captivity. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. So the guy that says, no, Jesus is not this. And you bring that thought, you bring that philosophy into captivity. So we wage war, philosophy against philosophy. By the power of the Holy Ghost, the word of God, taking other philosophies that are against Christ, bringing them into subjection. By Holy Ghost inspired preaching. That's our weaponry. Hallelujah. So we don't bring a sword to a gunfight. We don't bring guns to a bomb fight. Glory to God. We don't bring a knife to a nuclear weapon fight. The battle against strongholds that exalt themselves against the Lord of Christ is Holy Ghost preaching. And a man ready to preach. A woman ready to preach. Praise God. I said praise God. Look at this story about this girl, Leah Shiaibo. You know Leah Shiaibo? Leah Shiaibo was one of the, is it Dapchi girls? Or Chibok girls? One of the two. All right, forgotten which it was. She was taken captive by these devils, inspired men that Jesus died for. And if they believe the gospel, they will become sons of God. But right now, they are, you know, used by the God of this world. How many of you know that those guys get born again? They accepted into the kingdom, but they should be in prison first. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yes, so they should be born again, but they should go to prison. Glory to God. Where they would read the Bible properly. You understand? And go spiritually. But they need to go to prison. Yes, they should go to prison. No, no, this nonsense I'm saying is wrong. Hallelujah. And the lady was said to, told that until she renounced Jesus. They won't let her go. She refused to renounce. So you understand, for you to understand that what you are battling with is not carnal. You are battling what? You are battling the spiritual force of the God's word that is anti-God, anti-Christ. That the spirit of the Antichrist, that's what you are dealing with. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. That's what you're dealing with. How do you deal with this like this? Number one, you're going to be dealing with, you know, all right, opposition like this through prayer. That's number one, prayer. Number two, you're going to deal with opposition like this by filling the environment with the word of God. You may say, but pastor, we are not in the north. We are not in the north yet. We will get there. Wait, but, but we're in the south. Then what of that? You see, because some people in the South are sympathetic to them. Some people in the South are donating money to them. 
we have to make sure the gospel feels where we are to the degree where to find for the devil to find somebody to yield to his plans will be hard. How many of you understand what I'm saying? How many of you understand what I'm saying? We need to win, win people to the Lord to the point that for the devil to find somebody, we need to win people to the Lord in Surulere to the point that for the devil to find somebody to put up money to open a strip club will be hard. Praise God. Do you understand? For, for the devil to find somebody to be a, what is this person, a pimp that will be organizing girls from loot will be hard. He can't find. All of them have been born again. And they are in Okia speaking in tongues. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> where, where is Shumbu? Oh, Shumbu is now a cell leader in Okia. Praise God. Where is Shukbo? Ah, Shukbo is now born again. No. Hey, Labaka. You understand? Glory to God. I remember that one time in, in Ekoma. All right. Ekoma used to be the haven of cultism. Pastor Chris Oyakinoma was saying the story of uh, those days that. They would, the, the cultists with it. Imagine how, you know, cultism was rife in 1990, something in OAU and places like that, University of the God. I want you to imagine 1980. I, I, do you understand? You know, it must, be, must have been bad. Do you understand? They, they said the course, we declare, they would give like oro, that nobody must be found outside, inside university. And the student and the lecturers will obey. And the VC. They will stay inside because Curtis said they don't have meeting. What was his response? He started praying. He said, not in this school. Not in this school. That's why to take care of those things first. We are going to alter now. We've been praying for alter, but we must continue. Because you will not be able to get results in the physical until you are settled in spiritual. You have to pray. Hallelujah. You must understand that you are going against demoniacal forces. The people are just pawns. The people are just pawns. You are colliding with demoniacal forces. You must take care of those spirits first in prayer. Praise God. You must take care of in spirit. You pray. You are praying the Holy Ghost. Praying for those souls. Oh, Father. And he said, that's what he was doing. He was praying. And before I know it, he started winning them to the, to, the, to the fellowship. Started winning them. Started winning them. Started winning them. Winning them. Winning them. Praise God. So cultists will now turn against their capo. The man of God is in their new capo. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. Then when the capo says he's going to kill someone, the, the, the court member will now run to the pastor's room. You understand? Praise God. Amen. And power will you understand? And you have to leave me alone because it's under the pastor's protection. You pray. Because you are not dealing with an enemy that will willingly yield territory to you. Praise God. Now listen, let me tell you, let me just talk, uh, talk about some things. This is what the devil is going to do, or what the devil does, in, when he wants to try to ensure a body of believers or a church, all right, don't fulfill the Go Commission. And you know, if they don't fulfill the Go Commission... The territory he controls. Now, remember the territory I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the land. What am I talking about? The hearts of what? Of men. I'm talking about the what? The hearts of men. That's what I'm talking about. What will he do to the church, number one? To the churches? That are, you know, giving to evangelism. Number one, he will distract them. Distraction is the number one tool 
of Satan. Ha! Distraction. Which means he will rather not have a confrontation with you. But instead of you facing the work, he will distract you. Example, Acts 6. Acts of Apostle chapter 6, verse 1. You see something. In Acts 2, in Acts 1, it says, but you shall receive power. Acts 2, they waited for the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost came, right? Peter preached one sermon, 3,000 got saved. One sermon. Do you understand what it means to preach one sermon, 3,000? Authentic salvation, not false. Authentic. God saved. Ah! Satan said, wow, this is a problem. Praise God. That's Acts 2. Acts 3, he was just saying, let us go and be doing prayer in the temple. Devil had not recovered. Temple, guy was there, crippled from his mother's womb. This guy, Peter heals him. The guy starts walking. People that were going to the temple, they didn't, you notice that? How many of you noticed that? Because of that miracle, many people didn't go and pray. They didn't go and do the Jewish prayer. They did prayer of salvation. <laughs> After the descent, because to, for, I want you to understand the multitudes that were going into the Jewish temple, because at the time the Jewish temple could hold at least 40,000 people. Yeah, that's how big it was. At once. It was very big. So they were going. And he stops. He preaches after the man got healed. They hold him, you know, and they were walking around. He preaches to them. 5,000 again. Five. Five thousand. So how many were in the church? We did a few months. Eight thousand. Acts three. Acts four. They arrest them. An angel brings them out. They continue preaching. Abby? Abby? Acts five. Ananias and Sapphira. Right? Then they were arrested. Then they were beaten. When the devil saw that that was not going to work, Next thing we see is Acts 6. See, Acts is 1. Next thing, no. Just, just watch it. The next thing that happened was this. And in those days, when the number of disciples were what? Multiplied. They arose a what? Uh-huh. <laughs> they arose a what? A murmuring of the Grecians against what? The Igbos against the what? Yoruba. Inside church. That there is neither Jew nor Greek. They were now doing Grecia against Hebrew. That's what the devil does. Distraction. The apostles had to be with wisdom. Solve it. He says, all right, I was a moment of the Grecia against the Hebrews. Because their widows were neglected in the daily sin. Whenever murmurings arise in a local church, it is not because of legitimate concerns. It might appear that it's because of the discrimination of concerns. It is not. It's Satan. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, guys. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ah, yes. I was thinking about something. Have you noticed sometimes when accusations will come against pastors for something they did and stuff like that? Or they didn't do whatever it is? <laughs> now, in your physical eye, you will think that the issue is what? The issue is what the pastor did. Or did not do. Abi? Abi? Uh-huh. Now, you know, most times we've not even confirmed whether it's true. But how many of you have, how many of you have noticed? How many of you have noticed that there is usually a special anointing around that time 
to believe bad about that person. No, how many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you know, you, you understand? You just notice and you just don't be rising, then you'll be looking for more information. You, come, come on now. How many of you know? You'll be looking for more information. You're looking for it, and looking for it, and looking for it. And you find out that the more you look for and the more you feed on that information, faith is not rising. You now get to that point where you are like, hey, you understand? Dishonor to honor. Dishonor to honor. Dishonor to honor. You understand? And you find that six months down the line, you cannot look at that minister the same. One year down the line, you will still remember what you consumed. What is going on exactly? Because the minister is still ministering two years down, three years. So what is going on exactly? It was not about that minister. It was not about what they did or didn't do. Praise God. No, it was a distraction. Number one, the devil is trying to condition your mind to not be easily receptive to the ministry. So that when ministers are ministering, in your mind you're having all this, <laughs> you understand? No, no, you, know, you, know. you understand? So it will be difficult for you to receive. But they are already graced. Whether you honor them, you don't honor them, it's your problem. Am I saying ministers will be doing rubbish? No. I'll have a defense someone on that one. Praise God. Me, I'm talking about how we should respond. You need to understand it. Because I'm telling you, we're going to be preaching, planting church here, planting, 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 planting. You will just hear something that Pastor Femi likes about whom. Hmm. He's the way he's sitting about. You understand? Confirm. <laughs> then you're not going to say, how can a man of God be eating about? Do you understand? Then my wife said, Pastor, Pastor Femi, you always, babe, you always eat pandediam. Why did they say you're eating about? They will now be thinking, should we now come out and do live video and say we didn't eat a bar? Because that's coming out to even say, we didn't do it. It's a problem. You see, because what the devil is trying to do is to what? Distract. Since all of coming to do live video and be preaching gospel, we're not talking about a bar. We're not talking, you understand? We can even begin to go on different television stations and newspapers. You see, we didn't eat a bar. It's Pandadian we ate too. In fact, I can swear my mother's grave that I don't eat a bar. It's Pandadian. My wife can testify, say the wife is an enabler of the bar eating. You know, the wife is what's supporting and making sure. <laughs> what is the devil doing? What he's doing is this. He's trying to make you, you see that energy you were spending on the gospel. He wants to distract you from it. And he does not play fear. <laughs> Praise God. The devil doesn't play fair. See, the devil doesn't play fair at all. He doesn't play consider your family. Your, no, no, no. He will <laughs> praise God. I was I was talking to a friend. I had a particular, a particular church, and there was something that came out and stuff like that. When I looked at what happened, I said, "My God, the game, the plan of the devil. It was not the pastor or what they said he did. That was not it. It wasn't whether it was true or not. The game of the devil was to." church so you must be sensitive to understand what the issue really are you is anybody understanding what i'm saying here because god needs men and women on fire to take the gospel out and those men and women are in the local church so if the devil is going to come against god's plan for evangelizing the world where is he going to come local church he will strike the shepherd so that the sheep will scatter Praise God. That's what he's going to do. There's no man of God here that's doing anything. He's like, the devil has not come for them. He has come for them. 
It's not witches and wizards. Witches is just witch. You say, ah, you go. They will see fire. They will see angels. Ah, you go. But what the devil use? When the devil now begins to use a, a person who is speaking in tongues, who is full of the spirit, you understand? To be using that person to speak against authority. You, you need to, to try to, you understand? No, we need to discuss it. This is a matter. It's a matter. And it's not even with vegetables, with okra. Do you understand? You're not even talking about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, the second thing we need to talk about, glory to God. How many of you have now noticed that I have just used, giving you a lesson on Bible grammar? How many of you have seen the Bible grammar I just used now? Ah, Father, increase their level. <laughs> just like waters, deep. All those statements in the Bible. I was sharing with my wife today in Genesis chapter 2. How that when the Bible talks about a river came out. Of, okay, I'll share it during the, on Sunday. That a river came out of Eden. Then it splits into four. Gion, Idekel, Euphrates, and one other one. Split into four. I was like, do you know what that means? The river there, if you look at it in context, all right, that river there is speaking figuratively about the flow of the Spirit. Remember Jesus Christ said, out of my belly, out of his belly flow what? Rivers of what? Living water. What does Eden represent? Eden represents the presence of God. So if there was a river flowing from Eden, it means that the river of the Spirit is flowing from what? The presence of God. Then when he said that river split into four, what does four represent in Scripture? Four represent and speaks to what? The four corners of what? Of the earth. Hallelujah. North, south, east, and west. So he's saying the flow of God's spirit from the presence of the Lord is towards the what? The four corners of the earth. So Eden is God's presence on the earth and God's presence flows from Eden to the four corners of the earth. So if Eden is the place of God's presence and God's presence is in Christ, it means therefore that the presence of God to the four corners of the earth flows from who? Christ Jesus. Digression. Where was I? Now let's now talk about giving. Everybody say giving. Every dollar you refuse to give to the spread of the gospel contributes to your insecurity, the insecurity of your children and your great-grandchildren and the children and your children to the 14th generation. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, boy, I'm telling you. Listen, I was watching... Everybody pay attention. See, I was watching a PBS documentary. Amen. I said, amen. Is, is anybody learning anything? Are you learning anything? Because I want to show you what the devil is doing. You know, so you understand why he's attacking people giving in church. Amen. Because the truth about it is, when it comes to giving, the church is actually behind. When it comes to financial resources to push the gospel, and the financial resources of the devil to push his own, the church is behind. It's structure that is deceiving you. It's 50,000 auditorium that is deceiving. The church is behind. The church is behind. How much is all that our own money put together? How much is it? The church is behind. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some um, this thing. See. In 19... Are you guys listening to what I'm saying? In 1976 or 77, or 1966 or something, something like that, in Iran, all right, 
the, the Shah of Iran was toppled. Okay? It was toppled, the Shah of Iran, and it was, it was replaced by an Ayatollah. Ayatollah is the head of the Iranian government, and they practice a form of Islam called um, Shia. Right? There's, Islam is divided into two categories, Shia and Sunni. Now, these guys, what they started doing was they began to spend money into the propagation. It's not only that it's preaching gospel. Though. The Muslims also have evangelists. How many of you know that? They do. They started putting money into the propagation of Shia version of Islam. And they were spreading it all around the world. Then, the Saudis woke up and said, no. We cannot allow that to happen. So them also put hundreds of billions of dollars into the spread of a version of Islam called Wahhabism. So what they did was, they went to Europe and sponsored the building of mosques. So if you go to France, you know, in France, there are places in France, you'll be wondering whether you're in France or you're somewhere in the Middle East. It's money, dollars. They sponsored it. They went to UK, bought up churches, converted them to mosques. Went to America, did the same thing with money. So you now found, you now found out, as time went on, they came to Nigeria also, and they went to the southeast, in the east. Now you will see an Uche, who is a Muslim. Uche is a Muslim. How? Money. They wedged it with money. Money. They will go to somewhere in Mali, enter into a village, go to a place in, in all the, of these places in the in this that was the, in the 80s. They went going on, they will build a mosque, build a school, basically replicating what the uh, the British did. So while they are doing the prayer in one place, they are doing Islamic education in this other place. So from they are catching them young, so that it's harder for you. To get the gospel, are you following? They are doing. That's what they are doing. That's what they are doing. They are. They. Look, you are, we are talking of you giving ten percent of your income. This person is part. They are national budget. There's a, there's a percentage of it that goes into propagation of Islam. Qatar, UAE, Saudi Arabia, all those caliphs, all those. You know. Rich oil countries. That's, that's, that's their money. That's what they do. They are the ones sponsoring Al-Qaeda all those places. Sponsoring the Boko Haram folks. Money going through that place so that they can perpetuate terrorism in those places. Make it difficult for missionaries to go there. Make it difficult for NYC folks to go there because NYC folks were being used by God from 1977 to take the gospel to the north. God used NYC as a platform to spread the viral fire. But they had to truncate it. It's not them. It's the prince of darkness that is doing all of these things. Our warfare is not against them. So when we are talking about giving, you're giving, you know, especially where, you know, you're in a church where your giving is not Diverted into the pastor's pocket. I remember there was the time I was talking to one minister. I couldn't believe it because it was really, it was incredible. He was talking about how that 50% of the 
giving goes to him. I couldn't believe it. I, I wanted, I almost fell under the power. I was like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, I didn't understand. It was too high for me. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and you know, some people say, they give off and they, this thing, the um, Ghana must go. They carry it and they put it in the pastor's boots. Like, wow. I mean, you're special, sir. I mean, come on, man. Praise God. I worship you, sir. You know, but that's not what we do. We, what we, it's, and many churches are like us. Many that put it into gospel work. What does it achieve? What it actually does is that it turns a dark man's heart into, it turns them from darkness to light. That's what it does. And the moment a man is in the light, the devil can't use him. Praise God. Praise God. There are a lot of folks that are giving themselves into advanced fee fraud, yahoo, yahoo, and stuff like that. When we get the word of God to them, he won't yield to that. Some of them are, many of them are in Ogun State. Yeah, many of them are in Akure or Ondose. So we have to get the word of God there. Save them one time at the point. Get them. Disciple them. So that they only yield to the Holy Ghost and never yield to the devil. Praise God. I said praise God. Praise God. You want national security? One major way to do it is to put your resources inward the gospel. What the government will do is to put men with guns there. But if I get the word of God and put it in that man's heart, there will be no need for those guns. Praise God. I said praise God. I can't think that the right way for me now to get the word across to Brafis is to cut off his head. I, he cannot, do you understand what I'm saying? Why? Because the love of God is in my heart. I'm sure Bami cannot look at Paul and say, Paul's head is too big. I can't see from, I, I see me very clearly. I said to solve the problem, I'm going to take a cutlass and, you know, reduce the head. It, I would not, <laughs> do you understand? It can't come, you understand? But it comes to some people's hearts to do that. Are you following what I'm saying? Why? Because their heart is empty of Christ. We have to take the message to them. So that is why we give. Glory to God. That is why we preach. The more territory we take, that the more hearts of men we take with the gospel, the more we will be able to see the glory of God cover the what? The entire surface of the earth. The more we do it. Hallelujah. The more we do it. The more we do it. The more we do it. Praise God. You know, and lastly, never speak against ministries that maybe may you say, oh, don't, don't do that because as far as I can, I can tell, if I look at the Pastor Adeboe, he does a lot of work winning souls. Is that not correct? If I look at the Paul Nietzsche, he does a lot of work winning souls. When I look at uh, Bishop Oedeko, he does a lot of work winning souls. Never speak against people who are very actively involved in what? Soul winning. When you do, even if a man, if, a, if I find a man that a man, all right, has a weakness or fell into sin and, and stuff, but has, has, you know, I'm, I'm sorry about it, he has, you know, repented and, and all, all right, I, I want to always look at this, what's his ministry achieving? Or even if he didn't fall, but he was just accused, what is his ministry achieving? All right, because don't speak against people that are doing that because what they are doing and what they are achieving, all right, is already something against the devil. And many times what the devil does in fighting back is that he tries to put pressure on those men, 
on those women to distract them. Catherine Kuhlman, I'll round up with this. How many of you know Catherine Kuhlman? Catherine Kuhlman was a wonderful woman of God. She started ministry early. But at the point of marriage, Catherine Kuhlman made a, a mistake. Catherine Kuhlman fell in love with a married man. Praise the Lord. You'll be wondering, how could a very anointed woman of God fall in love with a what? You know, I have a story like that when I was in secondary school. I fell in love with a Muslim. Her name was, um, what's her name again? Safi something, Safinat or something like that. And I began to give reasons why it was okay. <laughs> oh my God. Have you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've wanted to do wrong and you now began to give yourself reasons why it was right. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I'm a, come on now. I don't know what I'm talking about. If I tell the angel to wipe all of his mouth. <laughs> so I give you exactly, you know, it's not that bad, you know, she'll come around. <laughs> so that's what happened with Catherine. She was a pastor leading a congregation. And Catherine Kuman married a married man. The married man was married where they were going, you know, they, she knew. You know, those kind of married men, what they'll tell you is, I'm going to love with my wife. Yeah, yeah, Yimu. Oniroshi. That we are, we're having issues. There's some problems. It's a lie. It's an, it's an adulterer. And here's the funny thing. The married man was an evangelist. So he was not a sinner. Praise God. And they went, they got married. And they stayed married for six years. But her ministry was never the same. So she had to walk away from that marriage. And for the first few years after she walked away from the marriage, do you know what believers did? They ensured she never forgot that she made that mistake. There was a particular time that she was preaching. She was invited to preach for a minister. When the man was told that she was a divorcee and the circumstance, as she was preaching, the man came on stage and walked out of the stage and said, we are sorry for, that we permitted a false prophet on our stage. Oh, yeah, that happened. To Catherine Kuhlman. What was the devil trying to do? Discredit. Ensure that person could not be used by God by ensuring people did not receive a ministry. So we must understand how the devil attacks. Praise God. The Christian church, the body of Christ, should not lead in the destruction of one of us that might have fallen. The church is the only organization I found out that eats its own. Have you noticed that thing? We know how to eat our own and spit them out. Then we're now saying, <laughs> after, I don't know if that shocks me the most, is how believers can really switch from accusation to worship real quick. But you know, glory! I didn't say anything, no. It's what they told me. Oh, all these men of God. To God! Worthy! <laughs> real quick. So be sensitive. Understand the enemy. Praise the Lord. Now there is place of Christian discipline for ministers and ministries must have structures to handle that. But the goal is restoration. But as, as, as believers, we must never be the ones that pick up stone. Glory to God. To stone our own. Minister or fellow believer. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. If you see a sister that used to sing in the choir, maybe you're in the same church, you're singing choir, or on Sunday, oh, you make me wonder, oh, Baba, I want Then on Monday, you just noticed that she was coming out of a brother's house at 5.30 a.m. And the Lord was privileged to allow you to see this cinema. Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't now come and do Twitter live and Instagram live. I said, hey, 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 Insta blog must hear it too. Hmm. This life. Only God knows who is serving him. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Listen, those things don't edify. What you do for that person, pray for the person. If you have someone who is spiritual oversight over the person in that church, inform them so that they will talk. It's not that you now go and pray and shut up. No, you must inform leadership. And we don't know where we saw Sister Lagbaja. It's not gossip. It's accountability. We saw Sister Lagbaja coming out from a place. Please let us talk to her because we don't know. It might, be, it might have been an hospital. It can be that that room has been converted into a clinic and you are not aware about it. Yes, it's very possible. <laughs> it might be that the places they were doing strategy session and there were many people there, but you only saw her come out. Can Hagen told the story of one time he saw he was driving and he saw a minister go through an alleyway in New York where prostitutes usually are there. You understand? And he went in there. Then he said that when he saw him and he went, he began to judge him in his heart. You know, then later on, he had a conversation with the guy and he found out that, yes, the guy went into the alleyway and was battling whether or not, because he was, he was battling sexual addiction. But later on, he didn't go in. He turned back and walked away. And he said that that is how he would have judged the man on the part of the story that he saw, not on what actually what happened. Learn this thing in warfare and in the spreading of the gospel. When it comes to ministers and believers, be slow to speak. Don't let the devil use you against your own. And when people fall, your goal must be restoration and not what? Destruction. Is this clear? Is this clear? All right. Can we just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost? Let's just bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us rise up on our feet and just pray for Nigeria and pray for peace in Nigeria. Let's begin to pray for peace in the country. Open your mouth, man. Takaraman de lebro sata babahaya. Come on, let's begin to pray. Makida kasida leron trahasi praakti gilekora pashata kata. E nemeko si papa basi keteka bakata kada ramasan kada bokabu shata. Raga baba kata la baba bahaya. Riki de libra hote suprahada. O basanta kabasunta kababa bahaya. Can we just begin to pray just for a few minutes for peace in Nigeria? Ah, Shalamanto Korima Santa Kababahaya. Umba Kabababa Supro Kobarama Fasida Babahaya. Ipa Baba Kusbrahada Kazi Dibosaha. 
Pray for peace in Nigeria. Everybody pray. We're praying for peace in the country. Peace in Nigeria. Pray. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want to exhort that we continue this in your closet. We pray for peace in the country. We pray for places where there's kidnapping. We bring an end to it in the name of Jesus. We pray for our security forces. We pray for the purging of our security forces from those who are helping them. Hallelujah. We pray for peace that the gospel may be preached in Jesus' name. And everyone said, all right, we're going to give an offering real quickly. If you're watching online also and listening on Mixer, it's offering time. Let's package our offerings. Oikea CC altar starts this Sunday. All right, praise God. And we are giving towards that. So let's just go ahead and give. The account numbers are on the screen. Um, You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.